Welcome to episode 48 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Pro, joined today, as always, by my co-host, Jay Torres. Jay, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Nick? Happy Monday to you, dude. Uh, happy isn't quite the word <laughs> that I would use to describe my Monday. It has been super, super hectic. Uh, it's good to sit down and chat with you for a bit and be able to crack open a beer. Believe me, I need it. <laughs> Same here, man. Same here. <laughs> How was the weekend? Um, weekend was good. Uh, shoot, um, my kid got pneumonia. I don't know if I ta- if oh, I mentioned that, but no. he got sick. Yeah, the youngest oh. one got sick. So we've been dealing with that the whole week. So um, yeah, it's yeah. tough. But he's getting better. Uh, he um, took him to the doctor, and we had to pick up. I had to pick up uh, medicine for him, mm. and it was actually a good thing because on my way to CVS. I made a detour at IBU. <laughs> it's on the way. It's some, on the way. Some medicine for your son, some medicine for dad. There you go. Some dad juice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I picked up a bunch of uh, Evil Twin uh, beer mm. and I picked up three cans. I had Pink Lemonade, uh, Lost Souls, and the Molotov Heavy. And oh. um, yeah, yeah. So the pink lemonade was good. It tastes exactly like it sounds. It's an alcoholic version of of pink lemonade. Really? Huh. Uh, yeah. It was. It's super refreshing. Um, nice. It's really good. It, it's super crushable. Uh, Lost Souls. It was. Yeah. I, I wasn't feeling it. I think I gave it a three on Untapped. Like totally forgettable. It was. I think mm. it was just a you know regular IPA. But mm-hmm. the highlight, and I saved this one for last. I saved it for Saturday night. <laughs> Molotov heavy, seventeen point two percent ABV. Wow, heavy yeah. indeed. Holy crap, man! And I was saving <laughs> it for Saturday night. Um, had a long week, and it's by far the strongest beer I've ever had. Wow! And man, it was. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've had strong triple IPAs, mm-hmm. but nothing this strong. And it was. It was good. I. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, 17.2%, very well hidden for as much as you can hide a 17% uh, ABV beer. Yeah. Um, It was sweet. It was strong. Definitely boozy, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I remember drinking, I I poured it out and like my wife was like, (laughs) I told her that the alcohol percentage, she's like, oh, I am staying away from that. Good luck. Have fun with that. (laughs) Halfway through my glass, I was... I was feeling really good, like, like <laughs> after you know, if I have two pints of just like a normal like you know seven or eight percent beer, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I felt after half a glass. <laughs> and by wow. yeah, by the end, I was I was good. I was ready to go to bed. So <laughs> I would I would definitely pick it up just because you know I don't. I, I, it's it's not a secret that I like uh, beers that are super strong, and that did the job. <laughs> that did it, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, it was good. It was, it was good. Very nice. Uh, how about yourself, man? Do you pick up any good beer this weekend? I, you know, I didn't pick up any per se. I did uh, sample okay. some there. really great beers at a couple of local spots. Uh, one I haven't talked about on the show really just because I haven't been there in, in quite some time, and that is McKellar Bar in San Francisco. And nice. yeah, and we, I think, you know, I think we mentioned it a show or two ago, if I'm not mistaken, when you were talking about going to the. Um, to the Japanese Hitachi, place. Yeah, Hitachino. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, so, it's close by. Yeah, it is, it is. And I, I happen to be in the neighborhood, so I, I stopped in with a buddy of mine and tried some of McKellar's offerings. And the first one that I wanted to mention was their New England IPA by the name of Do Stuff Together. And mm-hmm. s- super, super standout. Really soft, um, creamy mouthfeel. I think it had kind of like a like a melonish uh, melon slash orange tangerine flavor coming wow. through on it. It was it was exceptional, and I, I do want to say that prior to that, I hadn't really been paying attention to McKellar. They've been doing a lot of canning as of late, and yes. um, you know New England IPAs haven't been paying too much attention to them. But I have to say that I'm I'm kicking myself because they are definitely doing it right. And this was a really good representation of that style. And they are definitely on my radar moving forward in terms of their can New England IPA releases. This was it was it was a standout. It was at least 
a four or five, I would say, oh, at minimum, wow. maybe even a four wow. seven five. It was very wow. well made. Yeah. Wow. So wow. it was it was really good, and I was also very impressed by their. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, so please tweet <laughs> me, email me, whatever. Ber- Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. Yeah, Berliner Weiss. That's how yeah, I would say. It. There you That's go. how I say it in my head. Yeah. Sounds sounds good to me, and it tasted good to me as well. And this one was really unique, and it was uh, called Raspberry Blush. And it did have some raspberry characteristics coming in on it, but it also had uh, a hint of coffee as well. Ooh. So picture kind of like a raspberry coffee sour. So it, Weird. It, yes, very weird, but very good. Um, the raspberry came in very tart, and then you had that nice coffee finish on the back end. Tremendous, tremendous. I gave it a 4.75. It was... It was oh, damn. Yeah, it was, it was exceptional. <laughs> So I'm already okay. like two for two, right? So decided, yeah. yeah so decided to take a, a little bit of a walk. I'd say it's about a 15 minute walk or so to good old Cellar Maker because oh, okay. I heard through the grapevine that Cellar Maker had some juice on the board. And the, the funny thing about Cellar Maker is, is that you know, and obviously when I say juice, I mean New England style, you know, hazy, juicy, typically IPA or double IPAs is is, is you know, quote unquote, the juice. Cellar Maker. They are very selective, you know, in terms of the, the the times where they want to quote unquote have the juice, and this happened to be one of those times. So, a couple that I wanted to point out that I had uh, Major Hazer was one, uh, an IPA. I think it was in the high sixes. Yes, high sixes in terms of ABV. It was like at thirty mm-hmm. in terms of IBU. Just hazy New England style, super murky. Um, Amazing, amazing, amazing. But the real standout was the IPA that they brewed in honor of an Oakland establishment. You may have heard mm-hmm. of it, Jay mm-hmm. and, and folks listening. A uh, little place by the name of uh, The Trappist. And mm-hmm. they, are, they are actually uh, celebrating their 10-year anniversary, um, I guess, this month right now. And there's a ton of local breweries uh, doing tribute beers. And Cellar yeah. Maker, obviously, is one of them. And they did their the, the two bars um, again, very hazy New Englandish style, if you will, IPA, and they just knocked it out of the park with that one. I mean, that one's like a four seven five five, I would say. Wow. And nice. yeah, it's it's and you know and 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 I'm even hesitant calling it a New England IPA because I, I guarantee like, and this is something we've talked about on the show here and there. But if you were to you know if you were to look at their their um, their descriptions that they have on their um, cause we've talked about this as well. If you go to seller maker, they have clipboards where they have the descriptions of their, of their beers and they write them out and they really just kind of do a nice little description of them there. Now, um, luckily I, I don't remember really doing this, but I just kind of had a flash and I remember that I did, um, actually take a picture of their little, um, <laughs> their little clipboard there with the yeah. description. So I'll just quickly read the one for two bars. We made an in- intense juice hop bomb for the Trappist in Oakland's 10th anniversary. This one is hopped with citra in the boil and dry hopped with mosaic, centennial, and galaxy. The hops and yeast interplay to provide intense notes of mango, unripe pineapple, tangerine, and fresh cut pine. Cheers to the legends at the Trappist for doing this craft beer thing before it was cool. So yeah, I, I guess they would call it an intense juice hop bomb if they were to okay. call it anything. But yeah. To me, it's just the juice, and <laughs> you know when Cellar Maker wants to, they can make juice that is up there with the best of them in, in the country, if not the world. So needless to say, Jay, I had a really great weekend, uh, sampled some amazing beers, and I'm ready to dive into one shortly after a little bit of follow-up. Yeah, we got some. We got two links. Uh, why don't you tell us about this first one, this first one uh, Avery Brewing. So we have some news from Avery Brewing, their San Diego brewery. Jay, I don't know if you've ever sampled any of their beers. I haven't, I, no. I, I personally haven't either, but uh, as far as I can tell, longtime uh, San Diego or Southern California mainstay. And it was announced that um, a certain company from the Philippines by the name of Mahu San Miguel, is that pronounced yep. Mahu? Is that correct? I've- San Miguel, you got right. <laughs> okay, I got okay. There you go. <laughs> I got most of it. So yeah, they actually purchased a thirty percent stake in Avery Brewing, and if that sounds a little familiar to you folks out there listening, it's because they did the exact same thing with Founders Brewing, uh, yeah. who has recently uh, been very much hyped and and talked about 
we have featured a beer of theirs on the show, KBS mm-hmm. Stout. And as of late, people have been losing their minds over the CBS Stout, which is the Canadian mm-hmm. breakfast stout. And yeah. it's 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 really interesting because I didn't realize this, Jay, at the time, to be quite honest with you, in terms of um, when we had it on the show. But technically, we when we had the KBS, we did not have a craft beer on the show. And oh uh, it's... Yeah, I know. I think everyone should immediately stop listening right now. <laughs> just hit stop. No, I'm just kidding. So, so it was it you found out after the fact, and this kind of called it to my attention. I said, "Wow, I guess it technically wasn't because again, if it's thirty percent or more that uh, another company purchases that that stake, it no longer counts." But it's one of those. I'd I'd call it a gray area personally, and I think that in the eyes of a lot of craft beer fans, because. I like it's the perfect example. It's a fir- perfect time to to kind of look at it right now with the with the CBS release. It's like not many people cared, and and I saw a ton of hype on the internet yeah. on Instagram regarding yeah. that. I mean, there weren't many people talking about this thirty percent stake um, right. in founders, and um, I'm, it's just interesting to see um, San Miguel continuing to make these types of moves in 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 the beer industry. And I, I found just a little bit of a, an interesting quote. We'll put it in the show notes, of course, for you to read through the whole article. But they did ask um, one of the Averys, it is a family company, um, what, how he felt uh, about a certain important hot-button topic here. And I'll just kind of read the qu- quote directly. Uh, when asked how he felt about no longer being considered a craft brewer by an organization that is located just six miles away from his brewery, Avery responded succinctly, I don't care, he said, noting that private equity's infiltration into the craft industry should be more of a concern than large beer company acquisitions. It's so funny how big beer, quote unquote, is demonized, he said. The only way to per- the only way private equity makes money is by selling the business to someone else. Guess who will be the highest bidder in four or five years? Probably big beer. As far as uh, the Brewers Association's definition of what craft is, I couldn't disagree more. So it, it's just you know a little food for thought, a little something to kind of get the wheels in the in the gears spinning here, Jay. And that is you know um, looking at these definitions, looking at the people that are in that position to to make these definitions. You know what what are the reasons? What are their motivations? What are the thoughts of these brewers that um, aren't necessarily you know breweries getting wholly purchased and, and bought out by the high end or AB InBev. And, and this is one of those cases. And, and is this situation really a threat? Is, is San Miguel out of the Philippines? Are they, are they really a huge threat, threat in the beer world? And I think that remains to be seen and, and what their intentions are. And, and, you know, they're a beer company and, um, they're they're purchasing you know a stake in in another beer company. They're expanding that distribution. Um, kind of the, the the positives that are looked at with these AB InBev and these high end companies, and you know is thirty percent as bad as a hundred percent? Is is San Miguel as bad as AB InBev? Just some questions to ponder. Yeah, I feel like the um, the percentage is like a, you know who decided twenty five percent? Why twenty five, not twenty six or right. twenty four? You know, yeah. it's kind of like a why twenty five percent? You know, thirty percent. That's yeah. not that much more than thir- than twenty five. It's yeah. like it's pretty interesting, you know, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It, it, and it's not AB InBev. It's um, you know, it's a. I don't know. I didn't look t- too much into this. I don't know if they're San Miguel's uh, still private. Or mm-hmm. if they're a public, if they're a public corporation, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean they mentioned private equity. So to mm-hmm. me, it sounds like they're they're not public, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe we have to look at the definition of what makes a craft uh, brewery uh, independent or or whatever. So right, yeah, it's a good it's a good article. Um, yeah, it, it definitely makes you think. Like okay, this I don't feel too like you know oh you know. Avery founders, they sold, you know, quote unquote, sold mm-hmm. out to, yeah. to this company because they're, it's, you know, it's not AB InBev, but, you know, it's a, it's a good article to, to kind of get your, your thoughts spinning. Definitely. Definitely. Well, another article to get your thoughts spinning and your taste buds enticed is one from our good friends over at Pace Magazine. Yeah. So this is another Pace Magazine listicle. Uh, this one is, they they list off the 10 best breweries of 2017 mm-hmm. and i will read uh I'll, i pulled a quote and i'll read it right now 
Sure, it might look like we're living through the end of times, but look at the bright side. The beer has never been better. Not only is craft beer ubiquitous, it's better than ever. Did you know that you can get an IPA that tastes like a strawberry milkshake? (laughs) The future is now. Political landscape be damned. We say it's an exciting time to be alive. Want proof? Check out this list of the 10 best breweries in America. And I read through this, and the first thing that came to my head was East Coast Bias. There's no mention of Monkish, no mention of Cellar Maker, etc. The only California brewery on there was from San Diego Society. I don't know how to pronounce it. S-O-C-I-E-T-E, Society. That's how I say it in my head. Um, The link will be in the show notes. Check it out. Let us know if you agree. Did you look at the list, Nick? Yeah, I I scanned over it. Definite East Coast bias. And I I think that with the rise of... You know the the New England IPA and and quote unquote the juice in terms of popularity. Uh, I think that's fair. I guess. I I well I don't I, I wouldn't say it's fair or unfair. I would just I would just say that you know a lot. I think everyone's kind of cashing in on the trend or the fad, if you will. I don't. I personally don't think it is one, but that's another discussion for another show. But but I think that we're going to continue to see this. Um, the interesting thing about Pace Magazine is that. I, you know, when they do their their tastings, they, you know, they, they send these, I don't know how they do it exactly, but I would assume that they send a ton of emails out to a ton of different breweries and they get sent these samples. So you have to figure that when you see commonality between these lists or, you know, the, the entrance or the certain whatever breweries are on these lists and the breweries that had beers represented in these tastings, you gotta you gotta kind of look at that as a factor as well, and just say, okay, these are the ones that they tried, and and I'm not saying that those are the only beers that they've tried, or that it those are exclusively, you know, ones on the on these listicles, or the ones that end up on, excuse me, ones that are in the competitions end up on the listicles. But I definitely think that there's a strong correlation, and like you said, Jay, there is that that strong kind of East Coast bias. But um, at the end of the day, uh, these are exciting times to be living in in terms of being a beer lover, oh, yeah. I have, oh, I have yeah. to admit. A uh, couple of standouts that I noticed there. Well, not necessarily standouts, but one that we brought up on the show, and, and we got to get our hands on some, Jay. Excuse yes. me. Is that Brew, brew Gentleman. We, I, I really want to try um, some some offerings from them. So they're definitely really, really on my radar. Another one that caught my eye was Two Roads out of Stratford, Connecticut, which actually um, I was uh, hip to from our buddy, if you remember, way, way back early in, in the uh, life of the show, Vinny from, from the East Coast, from Connecticut. Oh, yeah, yeah. That actually sent me over. Your guy. Yeah. <laughs> my guy. guy. <laughs> my guy, Vinny, uh, t- sent me over some Two Roads, and they had some they had some solid stuff. I don't remember the names of the beers that he sent me over, but they're, they're definitely doing some good things over there in Connecticut. So, yeah, definitely definitely check out the list, and uh, we always love to, to read the thoughts of the guys over at Pace Magazine. They're, they're doing great yeah. work over there. All right. All right, man. I'm thirsty. Let's get into our show beer. Yes, sir. Very excited about this one, Jay. And and this one, speaking of a good old local establishment with an excellent name, uh, you got it. Uh, you got it. Your new favorite uh, local yeah. local tap room, right, Jay? Yes, yeah, so my new favorite uh, bottle shop, uh, pizza place. Uh, got this over at the IBU Tap Room. Uh, shout out to them. Um, so this week's show beer is Juice Bag from Humble Sea. And these guys are out of Santa Cruz. And this is my first time having a beer from Humble Sea. Have you oh, you, you, you had I, the uh, uh, a yes. collab with Alvarado, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I had the Partings Tight, I believe it was called. Their collaboration with, um, like you said, with Alvarado Street. And was super impressed by it. it. It had like a this one I really can't pronounce. Mar- maraschino, maraschino cherry, maraschino, yeah, maraschino yeah. cherry. As odd as that sounds, I got strong. Wow. Yeah, it tasted like the fruit. It tasted like a pleasant maraschino cherry um, element was going on with the with the hops and the fruit coming from that. So, was really impressed with them. I, I really liked their kind of their look and that, and that kind of that beach vibe yeah. that they have going there down in Santa Cruz. I love Santa Cruz, by the way, that area oh, yeah. and, and oh, visiting yeah. down there and um, yeah. really impressed just right off the bat with uh, with Juice Bag. So really, really excited for this one, Jay. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, how yeah. they how they would describe their so-called Juice Bag? 
<laughs> yes, sir. Juice Bag is a double IPA with globs of Galaxy and Citra to create a juicy blend of mango and citrus on the nose that finishes with notes of guava and fist pumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's fist hilarious. Pumps. So, yes, this I think that this might make me do a couple of Jersey Shores here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Appearance-wise, um, you know, just to it's, use something, use a comparison that I'm familiar with, it, it looks right off the bat like a like a like an offering from Alvarado Street. To be quite yeah, honest, man. it kind of almost reminds me of like a like a Delorean dust or one of the more recent batches of contains no juice. Uh, in that it is pretty hazy, pretty murky. It's it's I'd say it's a little bit less on the creamy side and and more on the translucent side, um, but just a real a nice golden hue to it. Um, overall, it, it looks it looks amazing. Yeah, I could I can't anything add anything else. <laughs> you hit everything <laughs> perfectly. Um, aroma wise, oh man, that is the juice. Oh yeah, smells like some. Smells I get like, a lot of I get a lot of the, like like orange the pith like the orange peel. Yeah. I get a lot of that. Yeah, I was gonna say it smells like sun kissed. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out you know, like the these, orange soda? Almost like some yeah, like some nice pleasant orange soda with the little twist of the actual juice as well. So I get a little bit of the mango. Yeah, definitely some tropical um aromas coming through on the nose as well. I would say I'd say more pineapple than mango for me, but but definitely a, a good hint if not a, a decent amount of, of tropical fruitiness as well coming in on the aroma i i don't get a lot of the fist pumps though well i think that <laughs> i think that may be coming shortly jay okay after uh we hoist our glasses here let's do this cheers cheers that's good really good there, Nick is fist pumping. This one's for Pauly D. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cabs are here. Oh, yeah. Let's get these T-shirts on and head out. T-shirt time. There we go. God, man. T-shirt. <laughs> it just reminds me. I mean, just a quick just a quick side note. I can't believe. I mean, actually, I can believe now that I think about that MTV. I can't believe to, I watched. I can't believe I've watched yeah, that. Yeah, I, I admit it. Yeah, I, I did watch it. It was, it was entertaining. Um, but MTV is yeah. actually trying to replicate the success and they have a new sure show and it's like it i saw terrible. that and i was just like come it's on terrible. but it's like uh they made a lot of money once upon a time with jersey shore <laughs> so it's not surprising so what does it call like alip like flora bama shore flora bama what the hell oh my god <laughs> it's ter- all right all right, all right. well the there's n- there's nothing there's nothing terrible about juice no, bag it's, it's i'm good. getting this is definitely i would i would definitely classify this more on the side of a west coast juice bomb um as opposed to like a new england style or, or northeast yeah. um in my opinion that's not a bad thing whatsoever i like that assertiveness you are getting that 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 grapefruit orange pineapple yep. pith on the front end for me you're getting that nice pop of fruit um on the on the middle of the tongue with a nice um you know, I would say I'd say assertive finish. It's it's a little bit. Yeah. I, I, would, I want to say the IBU count for me is a little bit on the on the higher end as opposed to the lower end, but definitely dry. Definitely invites you to take another sip. And and this is, mm, yeah, I'm definitely fist pumping for this one, Jay. <laughs> no, you, you, everything you said, I agree with. Um, it definitely walks the line between a West Coast and a Northeast. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the West Coast side of of things. Yeah. Um, Mm. And a and, good, man. and a suit. I mean, you get some dankness coming in here, Jay. From I'm getting some, um, but the 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 word that I'm that's really coming to mind in terms of the finish is clean. It's like a very it, clean finish for me. It's, re- it's refreshing. Refreshing. Man. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. And this is an this is an interesting one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, which for me is might be a little bit surprising, you know, because of my my. Um, my bias towards or propensity towards lower ABV, but this tastes like a double IPA to me. Not uh, let me stop myself. This has the mouthfeel of a double IPA for me, without the burn. If that makes sense, I can see that. This is I could see that. This is substantial. This is like one of those where, like, for ex- like to use an example that you just talked about, like your Molotov heavy. 
something like that to where like you drink a can of this and you feel satisfied. You feel like you've had your fill, if 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 yeah. you, if that makes any sense. So I I think that the body, the 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 mouth feel, uh, the chewiness of this beer is is something that's really substantial, and I I really enjoy. Chewiness, that's a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's substantial. I can I get it. I get it. It's it's thick, but it's not um, uh, what do you call it? It's it's not like syrupy or or like a like a stout or anything like that. I get, mm-hmm. Good description there. <laughs> I hey, I'm very impressed with um with uh Humble C and and All right. they don't they don't need to be humble if they keep making beers like this. Yeah, I agree. Um all right, so we will continue to drink these throughout the show and we will give our final rating and we will move on to our second topic. And this one, some more inside baseball. We kind of like hmm pulled it out of our butts at the last second and actually i think this is going to be it's going to shape up to be a really good topic oh, I'm, um, I'm excited about it yeah so i was thinking you know we're we're, we're, we're fast moving towards the holidays people are going to travel um uh, for, uh work is going to slow down a little bit you have more time to listen to things yep. and we both thought that we would give some podcast recommendations i mean obviously you guys are listening to us now and I'm always looking for new things to listen to, so uh, we thought we would lay some of our favorite uh, podcasts that we're listening to at the moment and share with the, uh, them with you all today. Yep. So, uh, first one we're gonna uh, that we're gonna cover um, right now, my favorite tech uh, podcast. Um, I couldn't decide between uh, decide on one, so I kind of mentioned three. Mm-hmm. Um, so the talk show and ATP, of course, those are probably like my top two. But that's for for the nerds out there; those are like a given. Talk wanna, show with John Groover and wanna, ATP wh- with Marco, John, and Casey. Why don't you let the non-nerds know what ATP stands for, Mister George? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ATP is a Accidental Tech Podcast. Yes. So this this came about uh, these three guys: Marco, uh, John Syracuse, and Casey List. They started a car podcast where they talk about cars. And they would always talk about tech stuff on the after show and eventually turned into uh, a, a regular tech podcast and it, they came across it accidentally, hence the name well, ATP. Uh, well, let me take it even a step further, Jay, and, and kind of mention something that those of you who are familiar with it and, and kind of have followed the careers, or at least the podcasting careers of Mr. Syracuse and Mr. Arment, it, it really goes back before that because both... John and Marco had technology podcasts, their their respective ones that they did with Dan Benjamin on the Five by Five Network. Syracuse, of course, um, his famous one, Hypercritical, and Marco's help me out, Jay. What was it called? Build and Analyze. Thank you. Nice. And they kind of, I want to say, I want to say retired, but yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know. I never took it as as retiring. I took it more as taking a break. But I guess. I think the reason why you say it in that way, Jay, is because we all felt as listeners that, you know, maybe they wouldn't do a tech podcast again, or it'd be a very long time. I guess is the best oh, way of putting it. I, I can see that. Right? Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, they're not going to do. Wow, they're going to like kind of they're hanging it up, kind of right. Um, yeah. But and and then of course they all kind of they joined up with Casey and they started doing Neutral, the which car, is the yeah. car the car podcast, and it just I think what it was, Jay, is that they. Looking back, they they kind of needed to you know kind of take a break from their old setups and then kind of come together and and, and kind of breathe new life into their um, sure you know just kind of recharge if you will right yeah yeah and yeah. and it just it's funny because you bring up the fact that they ended up talking about technology so much in that that's part of what their passions were and it's it's right. like you bring them together and you give them this format it's like. Of course they're going to talk about it. Of course, tech. of course they're going to talk yeah. about it, right? And, and needless to say, we were all excited when they announced ATP. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a great pick. Yeah. So so aside from those two, those two are given. Um, my can't miss tech podcast that I listen to every week is Upgrade uh, mm-hmm. from the Relay FM network. So it's hosted by Mike Hurley and Jason Snell. Uh, it's a weekly show on tech news, and the reason why I like it so much. Those two, they have great chemistry together. 
Mike is a great interviewer. He's a great co-host. Yep. And Jason spent years working as uh, an editor over at Macworld. So he's super knowledgeable with Apple and tech in general. And uh, now he's gone indie. He does his own thing now. He writes at Six Colors. He does podcasts. And, you know, Upgrade is one of the one of those podcasts that he does. And it's just really well produced. It's tight. They go over all the top tech news of the week. And um, they go really in-depth. And they have really good things to say. They have good opinions. So that is one that is one uh, podcast that I listen to every week. Um, I find it, I find myself listening to this one first thing before anything else on Mondays. They record and publish in the same days, which I think is crazy. That's hats off to Mike and Jason for producing it so quickly. But yeah, my, my favorite yeah. tech uh, podcast for, for this year at least is Upgrade. And I just add, add to that, Jay, I really enjoy when, you know, and Jason gets invited as he has been for a number of years to pretty much all the Apple um, product announcements, keynotes, yes. uh, WWDC yep. and whichever ones that they do throughout the year. And the ones that I really enjoy are the ones that um, uh, essentially now, I think they have done it more so in this way in that um, Jason drives to Cupertino or wherever, San Jose, wherever the announcement is, and goes home. He lives in in the Bay Area um, in the, the, I think, I want to say North Bay, but kind of in the like north of San Francisco area. And he then record, they record right after. And we get same day you know, reactions, thoughts from somebody who was actually at, you know, the Apple event that yeah. just took place, you know, and, and, and I think that that is, is very valuable, not just because obviously there's other podcasts where people get invited and other tech journalists have their own shows and they share their thoughts, but being able to hear them right after, because I personally don't know about you, Jay, but I find myself wanting to hear the thoughts of these folks that I listen to on these podcasts, like right after the event. So something that I really find uh, very valuable is is you know Jason and Mike doing that, and the and the one show that I really loved, and I think they did it once. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is they did one, I believe in 2016, where literally Jason recorded in his (laughs) car. On the way yes. home, from, on the way home, yes, from the Apple announcement. I, I love that show, and I think that was funny. Yeah, I think I even mentioned that I um I, I met Jason at uh, WWDC this this past year, and I think that I maybe it's a little bit foggy now just because I was having a couple of Camino beers, <laughs> but I believe I I said I love that episode, and I hope that they do more of those because it was it was it was it was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, what was your pick for? For tech podcast, Nick. This one's, as you can tell, those of you that listen, I mean, um, you know, half of our show, if you will, is is focused on technology, and and you know, we're we did this as as fans, and we still are fans of podcasts in general, and especially technology podcasts. So it was really difficult to to narrow it down. I, I did narrow it down to one, <laughs> yeah. and like Jay, we share a lot of common uh, tech podcasts that we really enjoy. Ones that Jay just mentioned, but really. The answer for me in terms of narrowing it down to one was was really clear, and that is uh, Connected, uh, formerly known as The Prompt, if you want to go way back, um, which I've been listening to them since then. And if you're not familiar, Connected is a weekly panel discussion on Apple and the impact of technology in our lives. With each co-host having a unique background and accent, Connected mm-hmm. provides a perspective that no other show can. That's from their website, of course. We'll have a link in the show notes for all the shows that we're mentioning today. And I really think that that's a great description. I think that that's the main reason why I enjoy uh, Connected as much as I do. And the hosts are Federico Vitici. We've mentioned him on the show a couple of times. Uh, we had uh, one of his co-hosts from one of the other one of the other podcasts that he does, John Voorhees, on the show a few shows ago, of course. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts. He, he lives in Italy and records from there. Uh, the other co-host is Stephen Hackett, which uh, lives here in the United States over in Memphis, I believe. Uh, he's the other host. And Mike Hurley, of course, who is also Upgrade's uh, co-host, who is out in the United Kingdom. And obviously, bringing them all together, um, international perspectives, um, you know, uh, opinions. Uh, each host is their own unique individual. They each have their own 
uh, I guess, areas of expertise is the best way of putting it. Right, Jay? Sure. And yeah. um, Federico being very iOS and iPad centric, which I really enjoy, you know, considering my, you know, my two iPads and all that. And Stephen Hackett being very Mac focused and being very into the history uh, of the Macintosh. He has like a museum of, of just, you know, uh, you know, vintage Macs and iMacs and PowerBooks and all this fun stuff. And he, he just kind of writes from that perspective or, or talks from that perspective. And of course, Mike, that kind of brings everybody together and is in a lot of ways on, on both sides, you know, and, and, and has, you know, he's, he's the one that started the multi-pad lifestyle and, um, he has a, like a 5k iMac and, you know, he, he'll get like the new Android phone, uh, the new pixel or, or whatever, when it comes out and, and kind of just kind of, uh, dip his toes into, to, to everything and kind of bring it all together and into this format that is just, to me, it's, it's, it's one of the few shows that I, that I listen to every single week religiously. Um, I value their opinions and, and look forward to hearing their thoughts on on current you know apple news and a lot of the stuff that we cover on the show so and, and humor by the way i like i they have a great sense of humor um they have a lot of kind of inside jokes um they play well off each other they have great chemistry yeah. so yeah. um can't recommend connected enough yeah for me it was between upgrade and connected obviously we're fans of relay mm-hmm. um but yeah connected is, is probably like my my number two uh right after upgrade i listened to the to this to this show just because exactly what you said yeah three different guys uh they all have different backgrounds even like you know culturally they have they, they have different perspectives and that's always fun to listen to but Definitely. uh yeah that's a, that's a great pick connected for uh mm-hmm. your, your tech podcast well jay what do you listen to when you're not listening to tech podcasts <laughs> Probably the next genre that I listen to, um, the, that I most listen to, is parenting. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a parent, mm-hmm. and it's always fun to to listen to other people talk about things that they go through uh, as parents. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked two uh, parenting podcasts that I listen to at the moment. First one, it's called Dad Jokes, mm-hmm. and I actually found this one. Uh, so we host our podcast on. Um, a service called Fireside, and they have an explore uh, section mm. where they, you know, whenever someone posts a new episode, they'll kind of list their show on that explore mm-hmm. page. And I found it, and I gave them a listen, and it was actually pretty good. Nice. So, so the gist of it is, uh, you know, three guys, two of them, Garrett and Joey, are parents, and they have a third friend, Scott, who's about to become a dad for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Garrett and Joey, they give them all sorts of advice. They get to tell stories and things to watch out for uh, when having kids. Mm-hmm. And they tell them, you know, give them advice for when, when his when his kid arrives. Oh. And it's hilarious. I mean, they're, uh, I, I don't, I still don't know who's who. They're, they're all, they have three distinct voices, but mm-hmm. one of the guys is like super, super hilarious. And they all, <laughs> the two, the two dads have, um, they have just great stories mm-hmm. and Scott is just like, he has no idea what he's in for. <laughs> um, at the moment, I think uh, Scott had the kid maybe uh, a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. now they're uh, talking about, you know, having a newborn, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you're any parents out there, it's, it's a fun listen. Uh, parents to be, give that a listen. Um, my second one is called Dads Being Dads, hosted by Randy James and Jason Fitzgerald. Probably the parenting podcast that I've listened to the longest. Uh, Marco Arment actually mentioned them back on I forget which podcast, but he mentioned mm-hmm. them, and that's when I first discovered them, and I've been listening to them ever since. Um, they've been doing it for years. They're on episode one hundred eighty-six. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of episodes, man. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their first episodes were really, really good when they were first starting out because they were just like giving, dishing out all this advice. Mm-hmm. The two hosts are 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 very funny Mm -hmm. and um the the episodes now you know they're on episode 186 so you know it just centers mostly on their week-to-week lives Mm -hmm. which you know most of their lives revolves around their their kids Mm -hmm. so it's it's more just like uh you know two guys just you know sharing their weeks with each other yeah but it's still a solid listen. Uh, their stories are great. They're great storytellers. Uh, I would definitely recommend both of those to any parents or parents to be out there. Nice, nice, very nice. And I have to before we move on, Jay, I have to point out I'm looking at our uh, our little show notes here on paper. 
I have to just point out if you can let yeah. everyone know, Jay, the yeah. URL for for the Dad Jokes podcast. Yeah. I think it's like the best URL it, it that I've ever. Best. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. But the the URL to their website is dadjokes.pizza. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> And I know, and I know you can do that nowadays with with yeah. URLs and just end them with anything essentially. But I mean, <laughs> dad jokes hot pizza. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's amazing. That's like just, one of the best. ones. Yeah, it just seen. gives you an idea of of their sense of humor. So I love dad jokes hot pizza. Love it, love it. Well, Jay, for me, uh, this one was an easy one. Um, I have to say, I would I'd call this next one currently right now. It's my favorite podcast just period it's it's number one it has been for over a year i think they've they've been doing it for over a year now i think it's been like a little over and it is to me it's it's just oh it's probably it's definitely in like my all-time top three it's gonna wow yeah it's i can't i can't say enough good things about it i can't quote unquote put it over enough and for wrestling fans out there that if you listen to podcasts you, you have to have heard of this and if you haven't go subscribe right now it's something to wrestle with bruce pritchard and a little bit of background here i grew up watching wrestling largely the wwf um, which it was called at the time of course and i was into wcw a good amount. I just kind of didn't really have too much access to it or as much access as I did to WWF. So I was very Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, yeah, right, Macho Man, all that fun stuff. So grew up on it, was really into it. And then the older I got, as many people out there listening or, or just in general, I would say, you know, the older I got, the less into it I was. And probably around, I'd say junior, senior year of high school, and especially like after I graduated high school, I just kind of just stopped watching it mm. and had other important things to focus my time on, of course. <laughs> Not to say that wrestling isn't important, folks. You know what I mean? Anyhow, um, I never really, I guess it was always there, dormant. I just kind of was focusing on other other things. And a couple years back, I had a, I had a buddy who was kind of similar to me and had kind of recently gotten back into it. Uh, my buddy Frank, he said, hey... Um, I have, uh, you know, my brother-in-law and some some of his buddies. Uh, a few of them have uh, season tickets to the 49ers at their new stadium at Levi Stadium, and they are actually all getting together and going to WrestleMania. And I said, "Wow, that sounds kind of cool." And being a Niners fan and the new stadium, of course, having never had been there, yeah. I said, "Wow, that would actually be fun." I mean, obviously, I don't watch it anymore, but. Um, you know, it's wrestling's wrestling, and I kind of am vaguely familiar with some of the characters. And I said, "What? What the sure. heck? Let's go!" And yeah. so we went, and of course, we had to really kind of go all out. And actually, we we, we dressed up <laughs> as a lot of folks do when they go out and see live events. And my buddy was Macho Man, and you know, complete with the Slim Jims and everything. And oh, nice. I was, yeah, and I was actually Paul Bearer, who is a little obscure. But if you're familiar and uh, remember The Undertaker early in his career, um, he was his manager. So he was kind of like this creepy old guy, uh, mortician, uh, black suit. So I, I really went all out. Um, black suit. I got a toupee. Um, did my wife, uh, you know, painted my face like him because he has this really pale skin and this like eye shadow. Yeah. And she even made me this. Um, he used to carry around an urn. Um, she made <laughs> me an urn out of paper mache, which was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, it was it was awesome so um so we went and we got there early drank some beers of course drink a lot of beers actually and believe it or not i actually ended up on wwe snapchat um i i I had no idea at the time i got home and i got a text from my buddy and he said hey he sent me a screenshot and basically what had happened was (laughs) i have to say this because it's just i think it's hilarious and i'm sure if any of you have any interests or, you know, attended yourselves or whatever, you want to hear this. So it was the match. It was Undertaker's match. He was wrestling Bray Wyatt that night. And I had been drinking all day, of course. So I really got <laughs> motivated to really, you know, go into character as Paul Bearer. Oh, um, my God. We were in the nosebleeds, by the way. We were like the upper level. But um, the Undertaker started wrestling, and throughout the whole match, I was kind of um, raising the urn up like Paul Bearer would, <laughs> and making noises and sounds like him, and talking like oh him. Oh my Ooh, god! Yes. And so anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I won't I won't go too far into my impression. But needless to say, I, I garnered enough attention around the area. People were taking pictures, and one of them was 
um, I guess, working for WWE. And uh, I wish I would have screenshot. I think I do have a screenshot buried somewhere. I'll see if I can locate it for the show notes. But That's funny. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely very memorable. Needless to say, I really got back into wrestling at that point, started watching it regularly every week and watching the pay-per-views, subscribed to the network, and um, got into wrestling podcasts. And to me, the the ones that talk about which a lot of them do where they have folks that have wrestled in the past and they talk about the good old days and stories on the road and crazy things that happen to me to me that's one of the most fascinating and interesting podcast formats that there is you know storytelling and kind of just you know the inside look into into whatever industry into whatever business that you happen to be into and it was just they were just right up my alley and um listened to a few other ones i think um you know rick flair he had his podcast for a minute and that was really good and rick flair his co-host was this guy by the name of conrad thompson who you know grew up a wrestling fan like me he's a, a successful real estate um broker guy over um in Gosh, I should know this. He's in he's in a southern state. I, I want to say, uh, I want to say Alabama, or that could be where he's from. Anyway, don't quote me. But bottom line is, he decided to reach out, or I don't know exactly how it happened, but he hooked up with Bruce Pritchard, and Bruce Pritchard is a, a longtime um, um, wrestling personality, a lot of experience going way way back to the '80s, and I think even '70s, and worked in the WWE for over 20 years in the 80s, you know, growing up in the 90s as well, I think the early 2000s and just has a wealth of knowledge regarding <laughs> the the WWE during that during those golden years and um needless to say just again, just tons of great information, insight um but the the part of the podcast that I enjoy besides that the most is the humor and you know, connected is funny, like these guys have a good sense of humor and they'll crack jokes here and there, but Something to wrestle, nonstop laughs. Bruce Pritchard <laughs> is, he's just, he's hilarious. He's like a comedic genius. And a, and a large part of that is he does impressions of these wrestlers that that he worked with. Oh, and man. yeah, and, and I won't try to do them right now. I'll butcher them. But his impressions are hilarious. I mean, it's just nonstop laughs. Uh, my favorite is, is his Vince McMahon impression, which <laughs> is every time he does it, I just, I just start dying. It's just, it's just That's that funny. funny. And, um, yeah, they don't, they really never have guests. It's just them two talking the whole time, but that's how much knowledge and how much insight that Bruce has had into the business. And just, uh, it, it, again, if you're, re- I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep it very, very simple. If you're a wrestling fan, if any of this sounds remotely intriguing to you, subscribe, check it out. Start with episode one. That's the beauty of this as well, that you can start with one and just play it, play them through. And each and every one will be entertaining because obviously it's talking about past events. So yeah. can't recommend it enough. It's my favorite podcast currently, possibly even of all time. So something to wrestle. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. All right. So our last pick. Uh, so this was my my best discovery of the year. Um, I discovered it this year. And it's a podcast called Dissect. Mm. And its tagline is a serialized music podcast that breaks long-form music analysis into short, digestible episodes. Mm. Uh, man, I wish I discovered this podcast earlier. So it's hosted by Cole Kushner. And he picks an album and dissects each song and dissects it, like every part of it. Mm. So season one, he did Kendrick Lamar's album, To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. Uh, Season two, he looked at my favorite, probably like top three, maybe even top two favorite album of all time, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Mm. I don't... I, I can go on and on about this album, but I won't. Um, mm-hmm. So I discovered this podcast six episodes in. So what he does, he takes he takes each album and each episode, he breaks, he like breaks down, he dissects essentially mm-hmm. each episode. He looks at um, who, who produced it, the samples that they used on each track. He looks at, the underlying themes in each song. He looks at the overarching themes that links each song to to the others on the album. Mm. And um, I discovered this episode or this, this podcast six episodes in and I was like, Holy crap. This is exactly what I, this like, 
this is like my 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 jam. So I binge listened to the first six, and I was just like waiting for each week to to come so I can listen to the next episode. Wow! And like, if you're a nerd and if you love music, and for me, like this album is like this album is I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it just. I've listened to this album so many times, but he he'll pick out little things here and there mm-hmm. that I've ne- that I've listened to like millions of times. But he he points it out, and I'm just like, why didn't I catch that? Why, why didn't I catch that earlier? So like wow. for example, um, all of the lights, you know, it's it it's in there in the title. It's called All of the Lights, and it's just talking about you know turn up the lights in here, blah 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 blah. And then the next song after that, uh, it's called Monster. The first uh, line is I shoot the lights out and it's like you, you like I you you just really have to listen to the to to this entire podcast you have to have uh, an appreciation a really good knowledge of this this album because the way he breaks it down I'm just like damn I wish I came up with this idea I wish I made this podcast myself mm-hmm. Um, he just breaks like he goes into he takes maybe like one or two episodes to to go into Kanye's backstory like where he came from mm-hmm. um his upbringing uh the whole like r- before this album came out the whole thing at the VMAs where he like you know yeah. came up on stage and the whole Taylor Swift thing like I'm a I'm a JJJ I'm going to let you finish I had to do it I had to do it come on <laughs> yeah, man God, that was good right into that man come on <laughs> But Beyonce had the best album of all time. So that whole that whole thing, and he just takes it from there. That whole that whole storyline, and how this album came 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 to be. It's I can't recommend it enough. If you're a nerd, if you love music, if you love this album, if you if you are anywhere interested, a little bit with Kanye, give this podcast a chance. It, it's you really have to listen to it. Like I like. I, I can't come up with enough words to say how awesome this podcast is. Um, season the season finale of season of season two was released today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give away any spoilers, but Cole Kushner, the host, he makes one heck of an announcement. I'll just leave it at that. Um, my best podcast aside from ours, of course, of of twenty seventeen. <laughs> dissect nice. season two give it a listen man it's 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 great stuff i'm gonna check it out jay you sold me man that was good <laughs> <laughs> right on right on so um my last pick is going to be a recent discovery and it this one is called dirty john and those of you who've heard of it or listened to it know that it is critically acclaimed um i think it came out i think two months ago or so now and okay this is one of those where they um, they kind of just recorded the whole thing and then they released like an episode a week or two a week or something. They released it pretty quickly, the whole series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the concept of the show. I, what I will say is this. I will say that I would compare it. It's really the first podcast since Serial that I've listened to. I'm only like three episodes in, by the way. Let me just say, Ooh, I listened okay. to it on the way home from from Thanksgiving, driving down from the Sacramento area. And yeah. let me put it to you this way: I did not want to stop listening to it. And I've Those been are the best kind, yeah. And and I haven't. I've been. I've thought about it since you know in the in the few weeks that have passed since then. And I can't wait to drive back up or go on a long road trip again to listen to yeah. X amount more episodes. It, it it just it is very well made, high production value. Um, it's it's one continuous story like serial, and it absolutely hooks oh, you. Yes, it it hooks you. It's like a kind of like a mystery suspense thriller kind of kind of show. And I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Just check it out. Subscribe. You don't have to be, you know, a, a XYZ fan to to appreciate it. You just have to like good drama i guess is the best way of putting it you know a good movie a good play you know whatever have you um dirty john cannot rep, uh, recommend it enough yeah you put that in there and you don't have any description you said just check just, it out yeah trust me. just subscribe just t- just take yeah. it for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i, I want to check it out just just from that uh indeed. that description indeed 
Um, so l- before we go into our final rating, I just want to give an honorable mention. Yes. Um, a last podcast that we recommend to everybody. Nerds on Draft, hosted by Gabe Weatherhead and Jeff Hunsberger. You know, we'd be lying if this show wasn't inspired by those guys. Mm-hmm. It's basically a beer and a tech podcast. Uh, they've been doing a ton of episodes. And um, yeah, it's it's basically the inspiration for this show. Absolutely. Yeah, um, got to gotta say, and it's one of the things that one of the first you know, podcasts or items of discussion that we brought up, Jay and I went mm-hmm. first kind mm-hmm. of floating the idea of, of even doing the show. And like Jay said, definitely an inspiration. Um, guys, just two just smart guys, tons of knowledge. Super smart. Smarter than us. <laughs> way, 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 way. <laughs> and um, definitely, definitely know what they're doing, know what they're talking about out there in terms of technology development. Um, highly, highly recommended. And they, and they drink some pretty damn good beers too. Yeah, I was gonna say they they get a lot of they get their hands on a lot of the East Coast stuff. So mm-hmm. um, definitely check it out, Nerds on Draft. All right, man, I'm done with my beer. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, but I do want to do some real time follow up correction, whatever you want to call it. And oh yeah, and in doing, I was. It's one of those where I'm kind of the more I've been drinking this beer and the and the way I've been feeling, the more I've been questioning my initial assessment of it oh and like yeah and i kind of said hmm and something caught my eyes as we were recording and i looked at the can jay and it said double ipa double yeah it is double yeah and i said wait a minute um i know that there's nothing (laughs) in stone as to what is you know what constitutes a double ipa but i go there's no way this is seven percent so i just want to say whoever put that in the untapped page is is wrong please change it this is not a seven (laughs) percent alcohol uh beverage alcoholic beverage it is 8% yeah. and is a true double IPA and thus tastes like a true double IPA. And having said that, I do want to say for my final rating, the more that it is warm, the more that I have continued to drink the can. Overall, this is great. Overall, I continue to be impressed by Humble Sea. I definitely want to visit them the next time I'm in the San, Santa Cruz area. They are first, first stop on my list. Um, I can't wait to visit. I can't wait to try more of their beers. Um, in terms of a double IPA, would I have liked a little bit more refinement, um, a little bit more softness on this, um, a little less harshness on the finish? Yes, Jay, uh, as it is warmed, it has finished not as well as it did when it was colder. Uh, I do have to knock it back a bit because of that. And if not for that, I would have given it a 4.5. Uh, but since it that is the case with this, for me personally, I give it a 4.25. That's, that's, that's a good rating. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, I had a four pack. I've had two of these already. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I remember at IBU, uh, I sent Nick a picture of the beer board of the tap list. And the, 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 the only thing that he kind of pointed out was cause it was only new England. It, it was described as a new England IPA yeah. was the, was the juice bag. And I was like, all right, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. And I tasted it. It was good. Uh, on draft and I picked up a four pack and yeah, I was, this is my first beer from, from humble sea and I was thoroughly impressed. Yep. I think I'm even more impressed now, I think because I had it super cold when I, when I, when we first started drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the type of when I was my first impression of this or not my first impression, but uh, my thoughts when we first started drinking this was I would like to have one of these, every day or at least like you know in my fridge mm-hmm. and and have in my fridge really readily available at the end of a day um prior to this beer i think i i, I gave that title to um brew free or die ipa mm-hmm. um i mean I, you can get that anywhere i hear but what you're juice saying. bag yeah, yeah, yeah this is something i would like to drink on the daily just because it's it's easy to drink yeah um, it's, it's very, you know, it's a, it's fancy, you know, it com- <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, t- um, it's, you know, it's a pint, uh, size can. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, like, like you said, I'm thoroughly impressed with Humble Sea. I want to try more of their beers. If I'm ever in Santa Cruz, I want to stop by, uh, their brewery and, um, I'm looking forward to trying more Humble Sea 4.5 for me. Very nice, Jay. Very nice. Well, uh, in the meantime, where can folks send you podcast recommendations? 
Oh, please. I'm always looking for something to listen to. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jay Torres. You can find me on Instagram at Bay Area Beer Life. And you can find me on Untapped at Jay Torres as well. You can find our show accounts on both Instagram and Twitter at IBU Podcast. Uh, you can find my personal profile or account, whatever you want to call it, on Untapped at Nick Pro. Drop us a line. Let us know uh, what you think about the show. Continue to leave us reviews. Tell a friend if you like what you're listening to, um, what uh, beers you'd like for us to sample, tech topics you'd like for us to cover. Uh, we're having a blast doing this, and we can't wait to join you again next week to do the same. And until then, Jay... Until then, Nick. Cheers. Cheers. There it is, my man. All right. Well, there's, All right. now we got to think of next week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. Never ends, man. All right, bro. All right, man. Show, dude. Talk to you I'll tomorrow. talk to you tomorrow, dude. Yeah, man. Have a good night. All right. Drop drop the file. Yes, sir. I, Please. I, I, <laughs> trust me. It's uh, what I do last time. I did the AIFF when you did the garage band. Yeah, only because we did it in person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an AUG file. Dot O-G-G. <laughs> O-G-G. What does that even mean? Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, man. All right, bro. All right, man. Yeah, man. Late. Peace.